0: Today, I'll be interviewing Marcella Soberanes. She's a managing principal and founder of Upplex Living, a veteran-owned and operated real estate investing firm and a commercial syndicator. She's been investing in real estate since 2006 in Austin, Texas. She and her husband help aspiring medical professionals become passive investors as she practices with them side-by-side in the medical field as an anesthesia provider. She's an advocate of passive investors and shares her knowledge in the series, The Savvy Passive Investor, where she empowers passive investors to make competent investing decisions. Let's get right into it. Maricela, thanks for uh, coming on the show and speaking with me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So I just want uh, to start off by, can you give listeners a quick two to three minute intro into your background and what got you into real estate?
1: Um, Yes, of course. So um, originally from Mexico, um, came to the States at age 23 and uh, started investing in Austin, Texas uh, in 2006. And I started with a duplex and small multifamily, uh, scaled the portfolio to 12 units. Then my husband, I met my husband. We joined our portfolios. And then from 2017 to 2020, we, uh, we grew our personal portfolio to 35 units. We were self-managing those those units, so that was pretty heavy because um, we both military. I was working remotely from uh, a completely different state, and uh, my husband was stationed in San Diego, uh, also full time. So it was it was just pretty busy. So we lo- started looking into partnerships and doing uh, more hands off and uh, scaling the business. So that's when we came in, um, um, just actively transitioning into syndications and from 2020, uh, October to now, so in less than a year, we grew our portfolio to 1,200 doors as a uh, limited partners and 300 as uh, general partners in all different, five different states. And two of them, we are again, general partners in Austin and Houston markets.
0: That's awesome. Sounds like you scaled pretty quickly. So tell me about before the syndications. I know you grew up in Mexico and moved to the U.S. when you were in your 20s. How did you deal with that? How did you go from an immigrant who didn't speak much English to a successful real estate investor?
1: Um, Yeah, you are absolutely correct. I came at age 23, so as as an adult, um, I didn't speak English, so I had to learn um, the language first. My first degree in Mexico was uh, actually my only degree in Mexico was in business. So when I arrived to the states, I couldn't really practice because that you know that's a requirement to be able to communicate with people. But I was really good with computers, and I got a I got a job as and a uh, and the Texas Department of Health, of Health and uh, uh, as a like data input inputter. And that's kind of how I I got into the medical field because I was interviewing um, prospect applicants for Medicare and Medicaid uh, services. So, um, you know, I kind of learned how the medical system worked here in the states, and I decided to go into nursing school. So, um, I went to nursing school. Pretty much learned the, the English. I was learning medical terminology, um, microbiology, reading those books, and translating them at the same time. So, it was quite, quite, uh, um, quite a lot of work to to try to bundle that. But I put myself through school. Um, I earned a nursing degree. I went back and got a master's degree and a doctorate degree in anesthesia. And that's what my primary job is. I work in the hospitals um, providing anesthesia care. But um, again, from uh, being able to diversify my income, uh, I don't work full time. I work as a contractor, independent contractor in different places around the country. And so I work for myself, incorporated my company and um and so, yeah, I pretty much go anywhere I want, and I work for however long I want and um but yeah, coming through the whole set of obstacles that came with learning not not only a new culture a new language altogether, uh, you know, going to school, um, the first, I guess kind of following the American uh, culture, I, I saw that people went to college, and then when you get got go to college, you you know you you buy a house, that was my next uh, American dream step. <laughs> so I buy the duplex, knowing that I didn't really need it, a large place to, to live, um, I saw it as how can I alleviate uh, the financial burden? So I saw the possibility of having half of the mortgage or the, the payments paid by somebody else. And it just worked. Uh, again, I guess when that, with the mentality of um, business mind men- mentality, um, I really didn't want it uh, that much space, but I wanted uh, another source of income, and that's how I came into, you know, craving or seeing how the the your money can work for you, and how, um, you know, if you make those financial decisions and put your money to work, then eventually you, you know, my goal at, at one point was to buy a house every year, so I could retire. Um, by by fifty or maybe sixty, I will have. I thought I will have a. A portfolio of 30 dollars $30 that should that should pay my bills when I retire, um, but that happened in two and a half years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. So, what, um, so what really is your big burning why for real estate investing? Is it just for um, financial freedom for yourself, or is there something um, other than that that you're really hoping to achieve?
1: Um, definitely financial freedom, but that is definitely not the only reason. I mean, when you come, when you, like I said, uh, like I mentioned, I came to the States that ha- I had a hundred dollars in my pocket. So any, any time that I have more than a $100 to my name, I'm already winning. So I'm already financial, you know, of ahead of what, what I started with. So definitely um, having the freedom that, that money provides you is, is, is a luxury, but also having the time. And uh, what we are doing with with freeing uh, more time um, and you know making more passive sources of income, it's um, one being able to give back, and by giving back is we train a lot of people um, how to do what we did. Um, we we mentor mentor uh, people that want to get started or want to scale their their business. We help others that are too busy to learn the business So like busy professionals that I taxed highly they they specialize on they go to school they train for years to become good at what they do and then they discover that they have to be present to make the money to make income the second that they step away from their work they're not producing any income so we help them diversify uh, by by helping them partner we partner up with them very much and and the other thing is um, is that we are giving back to the community so one of our big goals is to put together a medical mission to bring back to mexico where i was born that community has uh, till this day has no running water they just started electricity that you can bring actually from far away Um, so it's a community that has a lot of um, needs and that's where we are going to start our medical missions and so uh, We do other sources of income passively, like writing um, courses for people that want to create their their business, that want to get started in the real estate. I wrote a book about starting real estate investing and um, any other uh, passive, what's considered passive intellectual um, 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 material, any money that we produce from those those, uh, sources, we are using that to fund those medical missions.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah thanks so much for sharing um y- you know i always love to hear what people want want to give back rather than just focus on themselves and make um you know just keep all their money for themselves. you really want to help other people and um you know you're, you're doing more than just just making yourself um rich in the process uh so you know oh sorry
1: so i was just gonna say you know you you are you are look pretty young so um when you get older than me like me (laughs) you realize that you know that we live in this world um to the day that we die obviously right but we can leave something behind which is the legacy the memories who we helped and that's that's how you actually your memory continues to live. so it will be very selfish to do to do achieve all of this and then leave it with my within me or within us to take when we leave, so we our big, big uh, um, goal and aspiration is to help as many people as possible, um, and that's one of the reasons why we, you know, put ourselves out there to share our message, to share our our story, because you just never know who you're gonna be influencing by. It. They might just listen to you, and they, you know, they see that you did it, and you represent hope for them, and that's that's one of the biggest reasons why we. We share this story, share this number, shares like the wow numbers. Like you know, the bigger that people see that you got, the bigger that they can dream. It's like it's more like you're allowing them to dream. And then behind that, we want to, we want them to take action. So we have the resources so that you know it's great, it's awesome that you like so proud of what I accomplished. But let me help you accomplish the same thing or even higher. You know, we we want or the people that we mentor to. But like to go to, to go even higher than what we have, you know, you, you know, you guys, we kind of mentor the uh, the young, young people. So you guys are like 20 years, maybe 30 years ahead of me. Why, you know, why can't you have uh, those dreams that are going to buy, like go way farther than what, the, than what we accomplished already?
0: I love it. Uh, so let's switch gears a little bit uh, back to real estate investing. Can you tell us about the early days of um, your investing and what led you to founding UpLex? What I what I sort of um, realize about you that's different is you and Chris are one of the few husband and wife couples who actually both work on the real estate business together. And so, what what led to that, and how do you know you guys were going to be good part- business partners? Um, so, actually,
1: um, I founded uh oplex living that the the name oplex it's um it's it signifies to bring others up you know that's kind of it breaks down to be bring everybody up whether you are a resident or a vendor or partner um you know it's about bringing each other up we leverage on each other's knowledge time uh experiences um so back when and then when chris joined the team um he was he was he was finishing up his mba so he pretty much took the business and dissected all the processes so that was kind of my way of uh, of letting him and not in, only in my life but also in the business and he immediately brought so much um value to the business and he pretty much uh, adopted the mission and um and, and embraced it so there was it was no doubt in my mind that we were going to be work- working um again with the same principles and the same mindset Um, don't get me wrong there is sometimes that that when we're working in a closed project that we literally have to walk away from our opinions but at the end at the end of the day you know our mantra is like we are we're both working towards the same goal and 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 anytime that we kind of deviate from that we always you know come back even if it's in the you know like whatever disagreement that we that we might have uh we always come back to Saying we both are working in this, with the same goal, um, uh, end goal in mind. Um, but I, so I started that that business by myself. But like I mentioned before, um, working together, you can go, it, it will take you years, years, like uh, literally like 15 years before I, I found him or we found each other. And then from that, we were just on steroids. And the next uh, layer of uh, growth came with masterminds. So finding a community that supports your goals, that pushes you to do better, that that nurtures that that mentorship um, uh, environment, uh, we that's how we grew so fast. And we also diversified. We found our partners. You know, we we found partners that were uh, good at other type of assets where we also invested. So we are actually invested in self storage in mobile home parks because the partnerships that we created. Um, so growing it wasn't just it didn't happen just by by myself you know i you, you have when you when you want to go bigger and when you want to grow and expedite the time that it's going to take you to grow you're going to have to include um the, uh, a team and selecting the team um it can be a, another hiccups so it can be very um a stressful process but at the end of the day is um understanding what is it that, what's your biggest goal what is it that you want to accomplish and we do it within or company. We do it within our, our own, um, you know, quarterly or uh, yearly for sure. Uh, but when we talk to potential partners, that's that's kind of what we – part of the interview. You know, we want to make sure that we are working with the same end, uh, end goal in mind. But I hope I answered your question.
0: Oh, yeah. You did it perfectly. Uh, so would you be able to expand about the um – the partnerships are formed and the mastermind. So, how do you, how do you find these good partners? Um, and once you do find them, how do you convince them to partner with you?
1: Um, well, actually, the partnerships that we have, they kind of uh, they invited us to be a part of their their partnership. Which you know, we've been mentoring this, uh, this specifically um, the first partnership. We've been mentoring. Uh, we've been in part of the SEMA mastermind. And the the reason why we they were reaching out to us, it was for the business part of it because the asset was a self storage, so we don't have the experience in self storage. But they came to us for the business um, background and how to set up the whole infrastructure of the business, right? So um, it was it, like when you find when you look for a partnership or a team, you want to look for things that you lack off, and that other other person or other partner is going to complement you so that you can put the whole uh, group together um and uh, so that's that was how we found the both of the partners were in the mastermind and it was true like being in the same meetings two three times a week that we like we knew about how this person manages how is this person treating their their workers you know like i don't want to work with somebody that is rude or is like Cheating on, not making full payments, or has a bad reputation. So all that integrity as a as a person and as a business, um, um, you know, we we look for all those those aspects. Um, the other partnership, we actually uh, um, me it was it was a classmate. We went to um, we went to uh, got our doctorate degree together ten years eleven years ago, and so the the, the friendship or the relationship was there. And it wasn't until years later that she found out that, that I was doing uh, real estate investing and, and she reached out for all the reasons. We were doing um, uh, investor school, just sharing what we know and how we can help. Um, and they, they the partners, they're a couple. So they actually bought a, a deal that they felt like we, we could be a partner, a good partners. And same thing, they're doing a lot of the hands-on, a lot of the asset management. And we are leading as um, you know, like business, and you know, ob- overseeing the whole operation. But I guess to answer your question is, how do you find your partnerships? You ha- you have to be out there. You have to be networking in the right and the right group of people. Um, and then you have to be clear on what your goals are, um, because then you don't want to partner up with somebody that is doing flips that if that's not your interest, right? So you have to be clear with your yourself um, what is it that you want to do and um, yeah, and so that you end up not wasting somebody else's time and you know resources.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. So, um, so why should someone invest in um, one of your deals rather than someone else's? What makes you uh, different than other syndicators?
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. We like to we like to think that we, that we are. Reality is that the investor is going to go with uh, whatever is it that they're looking for. So when we talk to our or, or possible or potential investors, we we understand we try to understand we try to take the time to understand what is it that they need. So, for example, we have some deals that are paying uh they are paying 10% preferred return. Right. So if somebody if some of our investors they go to work and, and they're surgeons, they're, they're high net worth individuals, high earnings. So for them, they don't need to be increasing their, their, their cash flow on a daily basis, right? They can go to work and make the same amount of money that I'm promising them. So if I'm here showing them, hey, 10% preferred return, that doesn't mean anything for them, right? So maybe I'm trying to shelter their taxes or make them better tax, uh, 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 save them in taxes. So. Maybe or the projects that I'm gonna offer them is going to be, hey, this is gonna, we're gonna do a cost segregation. It's gonna project it to give you back uh, 80 to 90 percent, maybe 100 percent of your uh, invested capital the first year as a as a a paper loss or a, a tax depreciation. So maybe that's what they need. So we take the time to understand what their situation is, understand their goals understand like they are they interested in, in something short term or do they want to park their money and forget about it and then just collect their cash flow monthly or uh, uh, every um, uh, quarterly uh, so again we take the time and we take pride of, on that we have a lot of the investors that we have are first-time investors so before the they invested in the real estate investment real estate assets their money was parked in the market or on different assets that is not tangible. And maybe they take pride on, on you know, providing housing for, for the, uh, the certain population. So we have, we have first time investors and we take a lot of pride from, uh, on, from that because we take the time to educate them and to understand what is it that they need um, and then we present them the deal. And sometimes some of our, our investors, they they bring deals that are not ours, and they ask us, can you help me understand this deal? Sure, you know, because we are looking after their best interest. I'm not gonna just offer them the or on the or deal just because it's like ready and um, you know it's mine. Um I want them to put their money in whatever is profitable. Maybe I even end up investing in that deal. So I encourage them to bring their deals and um you know, we'll help them understand and let them do, make the decision because, when they make that decision and you're the one that influenced them, they're gonna be looking you, looking at you for the whole entire holding period. It can be eight, uh, five to eight years. I don't want to have that call every single quarterly or distribution uh, day when they say, hey, that deal that you recommend me didn't perform well, right? So I'd rather give them all the tools, empower them with the knowledge, and then let them make that decision by themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. So it, it must be hard sometimes though, um, I'm sure you want to grow your business. Have you ever had a time where you had to just tell an investor, no, this isn't right for you?
1: I had, I had. And, um, and there's, again, when we when we either take investors or invest or partner with people, we are looking a, uh, at a relationship that is going to be, again, it can be anywhere from two to, like, years, right? So there's there's been some, some people that I, just by working with them and, they they are mistreating people, or they're like feeling in, a little entitled, and we just we you know I, I don't want to work with you on a daily basis. So I will highly discourage them. You know, um, again, um, you have to be you have you know the, if you're bringing them, even if they're passive investors or capital investors only, they're still going to have interaction with the rest of my team. So when we have when we have different te- the members. I don't want them to have to come and talk to them rudely or to be disrespectful because we are we are sheltering their money. They're, we are you know we are um, we we are holding their money and we are putting that money to work, but that doesn't give them the entitlement to come and be disrespectful to anyone of our team. So if I see that being uh, something as, as a possibility, um, I will I will very respectfully decline that. Mm-hmm.
0: So what now, where, where are you guys headed and what are your future plans for your business?
1: Uh, so as we are recording this, we're in the last quarter of 2021. Um, we are under contract to close at the end of this month for a brand new construction lease up apartment in this um, uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, we also have a mobile home park and a self-storage um, schedule to close within this year and we are uh we have two lois letter of intent to purchase for two different assets uh actually three two in dallas and one in san antonio so we're hoping to then at first quarter of the 2022 to be um to be for sure doing due diligence and under contract for a couple more, more deals um as far as personal um i'll be releasing uh, a book a uh, second book and it's at the end of the the end of January, and that book is actually about growing up in the place that I grew up in Mexico. Just narrating my memories growing up with my grandma and the the influential um, wisdom that she that she uh, shared growing up, and that is actually the foundation and the principles of what I that I use to grow or to. Just pretty much break the cycle of what my destiny was if I was going to stay in that little community or even moving into the city and like you know if you if, you know if any of your audience of you have been uh, on on a trip to Mexico or, um, or any other third world country and you see the the little kids selling chiclets and chel- selling candies on on the street that was me that was me and breaking away from from that chain from that that cycle of poverty. Uh, And scarcity—that's what I write in that book. That's what I share. And um, yeah, (laughs) that's 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 coming up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I love it. We we really are privileged as Americans to just have life so easy. Um, My mom's side of the family are immigrants too. They came from the uh, Dominican Republic, and just the life I was able to live is so much different than hers. And I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your message. Just one final question: uh, How can listeners learn more and find you? Um, and is there a book um, available for pre-order yet? Or
1: um, yes. Uh, so my my name Marisela Sobranes is on uh, Facebook, Instagram. I we do have a um, and I can give you all these links so I don't uh, you know tangle them here. But the book is um, the book is uh, ready for pre-order. Again, it's going to be released at the end of this uh, January. And it kind of goes with the flow of the year. You know, we want to get motivated, fully charged. Let me borrow your notes. I I want to do what you did, you know. So that's kind of the the reason for the beginning of of the end of January. Um, I do have the one uh, that I wrote on real estate investment. It's um, it's called Real Estate uh, Made Simple, how I went from zero to 1,500 apartments. Um, and I can, um, it's, it's on sale for 99 cents so I can send you a code if, if your audience, if you think that your audience will, will like to. Um, but it's on Amazon. It has two, two banners for number one release, which I'm very proud of it. And again, all the, all the donations from that, all the profits will go to support those medical missions. But I'll, I will send you the links.
0: Great. Thanks so much for, for coming on and best of luck in the future to you.
1: Thank you very much for having me. And thanks to your audience for listening.